And it's exactly that. It's that personability. It's like taking the business and putting the person in front of it first is much easier to communicate business to or business through than it is just trying to share the business. What's up, everybody? My name is Mike Shogren here with my co-host, Emmanuel Pani. We're part of a group of specialized real estate investors you've probably never heard of. We didn't start with deep pockets or wealthy families, and we don't rely on 401ks, mutual funds, or traditional real estate investing. In fact, many of us don't even own the properties that fund our freedom. If you ask the money experts out there, they'd say what we do is impossible, yet it's happening every single day. It's happening through a new niche called short-term rentals. We are Short-Term Rental Nation, and these are our secrets. What's going on, STR Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Short-Term Rental Secrets Podcast. I am your host, Mike Shogren. Solo episode today. I've got my man, Danny Mabley, in the house. Danny is hey, our hey. videographer flying all the way in from California. And so he hooked it up. So like today, if you're not catching this on YouTube, you should, because we've got a legit video set up going for this episode. Yeah, which we made a last minute, may have speeded a little bit, trip to Best Buy. <laughs> Last time I was here to make happen. Every time he comes out here, he costs me way too much fucking money. Because uh, I think at Best Buy last time, I spent like six grand on all this camera gear, which I have not used in the last two months. So now that he's here, we're going to use all this cool shit that yeah. he got me to buy. So, but today we want to talk about like how to leverage social media, right? To really grow your business, whether it's co-hosting, arbitrage, buying stuff, coaching. I don't care what it is. Like there's a massive power in that. And um, we started working together in like, August, I think, or yeah. beginning of August. Yeah. And around that time, I had about 15,000 followers on yeah. IG, right? Yeah. And, and you weren't very consistent. No, I was super like inconsistent. Here and there. Yeah, it was, it was pretty inconsistent. And um, Danny took over. And as of the recording date, we're at November 8th. Mm. So a couple months in, we're about to crack 70,000 followers, yeah. which is yeah. nuts. And so, which sounds cool, but yeah. the real thing is, is what does that do for your business, mm -hmm. right? And one of the things that I learned early on from a mentor of mine that controls over a billion dollars of real estate now in his early 40s is building your thought leadership platform and doing a podcast and social media content is a way to do that because it just educates people that may want to invest with you or that may want to work with you that you know what the hell you're talking about. You have a unique skill set. You know how to effectively run short-term rentals. And we want to leverage that, whether it's marketing your properties or just marketing your business in general. Yeah, absolutely. So why don't you kind of walk us back on like how you got into the social media end of it, right? Mm -hmm. With your whole weight loss journey and everything else and how you kind of blew up on IG and now you're just helping real estate investors and other business owners like blow up their social media. Yeah. So I've been in the, I guess, technical social media game now for about eight and a half years. And it started all because I previously was this weight, um, had never stepped foot in a gym. I started going to the gym, kind of documenting my weight loss journey, and I just started posting on social media as kind of like an accountability. And what that turned into, I'd never thought it would, but it basically became like, I started seeing the followers grow, I started seeing the likes grow. Uh, social media back then was definitely at a different time than it was now, but it, uh, I just started seeing this growth. And so I saw there was power and influence in that, obviously. And you know, at the start, like I said, I was just, just documenting it. And obviously since then, I've kind of gained some of the weight back and everything, but uh, that's a whole nother podcast in itself. <laughs> but what I ended up doing was leverage that to start coaching. So I was in college for um, human kinetics in Canada and I was going through, and I wanted to become a personal trainer. I wanted to help people kind of experience the transformation I had, you know, losing a hundred pounds, like drastically changed my life in multiple ways. I wanted that for someone else. So I looked at kind of 
currently being in college, this was my route. And then also social media was, was growing. I was seeing followers grow. People were asking me for so much help. I also saw that route. And so at that time, I decided to shift and basically change kind of the way I was doing social media to be more informative and educational than just documenting my journey. It was kind of a mix of both. It was like 25% my journey still, and then 75% like educational and me like helping other people. So I basically filmed a video of myself transforming over those years and put it on YouTube and on, on Facebook and combined, I think on Facebook, it got like a hundred million views and on YouTube, it's just about to hit 10 million views. Damn. So yeah, that blew up my page. And when I went from like 20, 30 K slow growth to like 80, 100, 120. And then I think I've kind of settled at like 135 for the past like few years. Um, but that's just because I didn't, I wasn't no longer consistent with my own content. So me and my wife basically decided at a certain point, because we were, that's how we met. That's how I met my wife was in social media. And so we decided that like, if we continue this like social media life, like it's kind of going to become a part of our daughters. And we didn't really want that. So she went back to school for nursing. And I basically took all this knowledge that I learned from being in the world of social media myself, um, learning how to use cameras professionally, learning how to content create professionally, because it was my my job for the last, like I said, eight years. Like that's what my paycheck was. Um, I didn't have like a traditional job. So learning that, I just took it all and kind of made a business out of it. And when I started, it was more restaurants and just general content creation. But when I met Kyle, you know Kyle, Fearless Kyle, if you if you don't follow him on Instagram, that's the first person I worked with. I literally just DM'd him. I was like, hey, I can see you're making content, but I know I can make it better. So we started working together. It went really, really well. And from there, I kind of shifted to, hey, there's a lot of people in real estate and in real estate investors, agents, entrepreneurs that need this kind of guidance, that need this consistent work. Um, and so that's kind of how I shifted my my business. Yeah, I love that. And then that's how we connected, right? In Breckenridge at the Seven Figure Mastermind. Danny was filming all the content and I was seeing what Kyle was doing with social media. And I was like, I want a piece of that. Like, I, I, wanna, I wanna take my social media game to the next level. But the yeah, reason that this... The reason that I'm, I'm bringing this up is because people ask me all the time, like, how do you really get started or how do you build up a portfolio, especially if you're going to do the co-hosting or arbitrage route and building trust with people is a huge piece of it. And so what I was doing back in the day was I was hosting like local meetups, teaching people all this stuff. Right. And that's how I ended up landing my first couple of co-host deals was through that meetup because I was just providing free education for people, like showing them like, hey, here's how you can do this. And by the way, I could do this for you if you'd like. Mm -hmm. And that's how I got my first couple of leads. But now, like I would still do that. But if I was starting over now, I would do that in combination with diving deep on the social media stuff and just providing education about this industry and really trying to target like who my ideal demographic was. And so for me, it was kind of like higher level, like C-suite level execs or entrepreneurs that were making anywhere from 300K up that were doing well in business, but they didn't necessarily have the time to do this themselves. Like they love the idea, but they're like, dude, I don't want to deviate focus from my core business just to make some money in real estate. So yeah. that was who I was targeting, right? So I'd be focusing on making content that would show all the upside, but like, this is a lot of work, but there are services that I can provide that would do that for you, right? So showing them all the upside without all the work. Mm -hmm. And that's basically what I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, Breckridge is great kind of to, bring this up is because that's when I first kind of discovered how important this was. And the reason for that was, is, you know, with you and Kyle, you guys are like, you guys have done, you know, the deals, you guys are very successful. So obviously you've gone kind of, you know, a mix of both like doing it day to day, but also doing the educational route. So that's like an easy targetable thing for social media. But the people who own these 
property management businesses, these, you know, co-host businesses, these arbitrage businesses, like you said, like getting that information out to landlords and to potential investors is just as important. And like I said that time, like we were in a room with 15 different people and not one of them was doing it. And I'm like sitting there like in my head, like what, what's going on? Like, where's, where's the lack of connection between like what everyone else is doing in the social media world right now, what you're offering to your, you know, potential buyer. Cause at the end of the day, that's all it is, right? Like you are creating content for your potential, you know, target clientele and their target clientele. If you're wanting to take someone's property and either co-host it or arbitrage it is potential landlords, potential investors. So how can you educate them or how can you show content to make what you do valuable, right? And that's what I just saw missing. So between, you know, that event and now, you know, it's been game changer for like how I target people and how I'm like, hey, this is what you need to be doing. Um, but a lot of people don't know what to do. So that's kind of why I wanted to do this podcast with you is because like to kind of go into what we've found success with, with your page, but also how someone who necessarily isn't maybe doing education, but is doing the, is an arbitrager or is, is, is co-host that owns a property management business. How can they do social media to better their business? Yeah. Because if, if you think of it, like the amount of DMs, like Danny has access to my Instagram, he's posting all this stuff. The amount of DMs that we're getting now that the page has grown, a lot of people just want me to manage their properties. Like we're at a stage in our business where I'm not taking any more co-host clients on and I'm just referring them to mastermind students. But like if I was looking to grow that business, it would be working perfectly right now, yeah. right? Like I do this stuff because I like to do it. And obviously we're growing the mastermind and everything else that we do with, from the education standpoint and the events and stuff. But like follow the same blueprint that you're seeing us do week in and week out and you will start to attract the same leads that I'm getting to go run properties for them. Or if we shift gears for a second here and you own properties and you're trying to build your direct booking business, like do the same type of stuff. Like I see a lot of people marketing their properties, but it's just the property. It's yeah. not them. Like short-term rentals and Airbnb is all about like people working with people, right? So like it just adds a personal flavor if it's like you and your spouse or you and a kid or even just you kind of like highlighting some cool stuff or highlighting a cool experience that a recent guest just had. It just adds that personal element and like level of connection with potential guests. Yeah. And it doesn't like what you're saying is exactly right. And it doesn't just be begin with like the properties, like one of the biggest obstacles or, or issues that I saw when I was looking at like working with people in, in real estate is not to poke at you, but like you guys are business focused, right? You're focused on growing a business. So when you think of social media, you're like, I want to show my business on social media, right? But how many businesses are on social media? Hundreds of thousands of businesses. So everyone has a business, right? So if you're doing co-hosting, you're doing arbitrage. There's a thousand other people doing co-hosting arbitrage. So if you're just showing your properties, everyone else is just showing the properties. So like, why would someone who's just randomly coming across your page want to do business with you versus other the thousands of people that they've they've seen. And it's exactly that. It's that personability. It's like taking the business and putting the person in front of it first is much easier to communicate business to or business through than it is just trying to share the business. So my number one thing with like when I started working with Kyle, and, and this is something that a lot, a lot of people do. A lot of you guys just kind of like repurpose podcast content, which is great. Like it's, if you're not doing anything, that's definitely better than doing nothing, right? Is repurposing other content. And and if even if you go to like masterminds, I see like head like social media like guys who own like social media businesses. They're like, yeah, you want to shoot a podcast then you want to chop it down to put it on YouTube and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, that's great for making just mass content. But like, that's what it is. It's mass created content. So when someone comes across it and they actually have a mind, 
that they're using. They're just going to see it as more mass created content from another real estate person. So how do you separate yourself from that kind of diagnosis is by putting yourself in front of it, by personally shooting content specifically for your target audience. So that's what we did with Kyle and saw him grow from 4K to 10K. And that's what we did with you. Like I, that's the reason you fly me out, right? Like you could be doing a lot of this yourself, but that personability of like talking to the camera, getting in front of your hotel, getting in your properties, getting in front of your people you're doing business with and putting that content like forefront, like, hey, person behind the screen, I'm talking to you right now. This is what you need to be doing. This is what you need to be seeing. That hits totally differently than like, I'm talking to someone else right now. Hopefully you enjoy this content. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And obviously we've seen benefit from still including that style of content in yours, but you, you, can, you can say how much is your podcast content reach now improved because we're doing that other content. You were getting what, like 500 views, 200 views maybe? On oh, the on the reels, stuff? like the podcast yeah. clips on the reels. Yeah. yeah. It was like peanuts. Right. And the last like four, I think are like 25 K, 15 K views. Like they're averaging about 10 to 15 K now. Right. And it's not any different than what we're doing, but because you've built an audience on personability, now they actually want to like digest your more business, more professional style content that maybe isn't directly made for them because they just desire more content from you. And people who desire more content from you are going to want to desire other things from you. And so that's when, you know, Hey, I want to work with you. Hey, I want to learn from you. That's when those steps can be like reached. Yeah. And if you're at the beginning, most people don't believe this, but Danny can attest to it. I'm actually like a pretty introverted guy. Like I'm, I can be outspoken on stage on the podcast and stuff, but you put me in a group and I'm like, I want to go hide in the corner. Right. Yeah. So if you're an introverted person and like super camera shy, I promise you after like the first two weeks max, you're going to be totally fine. It's just pushing through that discomfort to just get in the reps of being in front of a camera and you're probably going to suck at first and that's totally fine. But like, that's also part of the reason why I fly Danny out here because he'll be like, dude, what the hell was that? Like, are you serious right <laughs> yeah, now? Yeah, because I mean, you know, I'm, I'm such an extroverted person that I'm able to definitely to bring kind of more out of people. That's kind of like one of the things that I, I have to focus on when I'm like working with clients is like, hey, this is a relaxed space. Don't think like you're talking to like just a camera. You're talking to me or you're talking to the hundreds of people behind the camera. Like just relax, like be comfortable, you know, this is the first time things are going to get better. Like just kind of reinforcing that definitely helps. But yeah, like the first time you record, like even the first time I ever picked up a camera, if I go look back at like my videos, it's horrible, <laughs> like terrible. Like I don't want to watch that stuff. Um, but it, yeah, it's just consistency, right? Like with time, you're going to get better in front of the camera. Your content's going to get better. And then it's just going to feel like just part of the job, you know, just yeah. part of what you got to do, part of your market, part of business. So if we were going to, if we were going to make this more tactical for people, like to put together like a social media strategy, right? Yeah. Like what does that look like for somebody? Even if like they're, let's just say at a minimum, right? Like they, yeah. they don't have a lot of time. They're probably still working a corporate job or something and they're trying to work their way out of that grind. What should they be focusing on to create a social media presence? Yeah. So the first thing I'll say is like, you think you need professional equipment? You don't. Like phones are amazing nowadays. You know, obviously if you get to a certain level, professional equipment is important, right? Like Mike, you're pretty, you know, you're, you're a boss, man. So it's going to say, got, what the hell? You just made me spend all this freaking money. No, no, no. You've gotten to the level where it's like, it's worth that investment. Right. But for people starting out, like to think about spending thousands of dollars on stuff that they don't even know is going to pay off yet. It's, it's tough. So start with your phone. Um, the number one thing I would say you can improve the phone is by either getting like a wireless mic or even like a phone mic that just like one of those road ones that just taps in and just makes your audio quality better. Cause you can have like the worst video ever, but if your audio is terrible, then no one's going to want to listen to you. Right. So try and improve your audio, use your phone and 
consistency. Like number one thing is consistency. Like you should be posting minimum once a day. And like, I'll tell people that and they're like, dude, once every day, <laughs> like I have to make a, yeah. Like people, like it's not, and it's not because of really like people need to see you once a day. It's that the social media platforms aren't going to reward someone that they don't see as being, uh, meeting the bare minimum that everyone else is meeting. Right? So if Instagram, TikTok, whatever platform you're using sees you posting once a day or, one, or not, sorry, not once a day, once a week, right? Like they're not going to push that out. Like you're not benefiting their app. How these social media platforms make money is by having screen time from people around the world, right? So if you're posting once a week, they're not going to prioritize you. So they're not going to push you out. They're not going to get your stuff a lot of views and engagement. So consistency is number one. Like once every day shows Instagram, hey, this or shows YouTube shorts or shows TikTok or shows Facebook reels shows this person's being consistent. So we want to make sure to push their content out because it's probably someone's going to watch this. And if we know that they're going to be putting out videos consistently, consistently, uh, we can rely on this person. So they'll help you by pushing your stuff out. That's how you kind of like work the algorithm, like being consistent. It's more than just like a personal thing. It's like hack the algorithm, be consistent. Um, that's step one. The next thing is your overall content. It needs to fall within two pillars, right? I always call it, call it like the twin towers of content. Like either need something that's informative or you need something that's, it's, that's inspiring. Like you want to be telling a story or you want to be giving information. If you're not falling between those, it's kind of like what, what, what is, there's no value, right? Like sometimes you want to have fun. Like if you've, if you've grown an audience, like you want to have fun and like cater to that audience, but that's more so done on like your stories or your live streams. Like that's what that kind of content is for. If you're making short form video content, which is definitely number one nowadays, like pictures are cool, but like if you want to grow and reach new people, Instagram videos is by far or short form video content on multiple platforms by far the number one. So you should be doing that. But yeah, if, you're, if your content's not falling between those two pillars, it's kind of hard to for someone to feel like relatable to it, right? Um, they're not getting anything from it. But if it's informative, they're getting value. If it's inspiring, they're feeling an emotion, emotional response, right? At the end of the day, we're all people. We want to relate to people. We want to feel emotional responses. That's what you want to be sourcing your content around. So if you're the potential like arbitrage owner or co-host owner or business person, you want to be sharing success stories. You want to be showing properties of before and afters, but not just like showing the property, but being like, hey, I'm at a property right now. I want to show you how in the last six months, I completely renovated this space and made it from making nothing to making five figures or whatever that looks like for you. You know, obviously you have to make the numbers make sense, <laughs> but um, showing something catchy like that and, and being a part of that video is going to put you at the forefront of the brand and the business you're trying to you know, create and build. And that's what's going to connect you to people rather than just trying to like show your business over and over. Yeah, no, I love that. And that's, the consistency was the biggest challenge for me because busy. I'm just running around doing different stuff, events, podcasts, all these different things. So one, Danny's obviously super talented with the video, but he gets the content. So like when you show up, like there's a list of like 40 videos that we need to shoot and I just like show up and it's like, all right, let's crank out this one, this one, this one, this one. And then you're like guiding that whole situation. So yeah. So how, how someone could do that. Basically. And just like I, if it were me and I had very limited time, yeah. which I do. Right. But if I was in a corporate job still, I would focus on batching my content just like you and I do every couple months you fly out, we crank out 40 to 60 reels worth of content. And then we're good for a couple months. Like batch it so that Absolutely. it's not a daily thing where you're like, oh, I got to record a reel, right? Like just be disciplined, like bang it out in a day or a weekend or whatever it is, get that stuff done. And then all you got to do, hire Danny or whatever, or some editor, have them edit it. And then you get all the final ones back and then you just do the posting, right? Yeah. 
So my recommendation for for people with batch content is, um, so what I, I used to always talk about a power hour, but obviously an hour is a long time for people who are really busy. So even if you can do like 30 minutes, like you really do need to commit 30 minutes to research and content, right? So take 30 minutes to watch some reels, watch some TikToks, like see what's out there and doing well. Obviously don't like just directly copy stuff. I see a lot of people doing that. It's not cool. <laughs> you know, you can, if you tag them and you say you're inspired by them, like sure. But at the end of the day, if like you're just straight copying someone, like you're not giving anything new, right? So you want to be like, if you see something that's cool and you want to replicate it, do it in your own way, totally fine. Right. And that's what you want to be doing. Like at, at the start, you're not going to have a lot of like original ideas. So see what other people are doing and see what people are liking and trending and what's like getting good engagement. And it doesn't have to be viral. Like if something has a thousand likes, like if you have no following, that's a lot of likes. Like that's a thousand people, right? Like and more of that viewed it because a thousand people liked it. There's probably like 20,000 people who saw it. So it doesn't have to be crazy viral. Like just something that has a decent amount of engagement, see what they're doing, replicate it in your own way. But do that for a half an hour and save them or write them down or like write that idea down like I do for you, for yourself, so that when you do go film stuff, you're not like overwhelmed by like, what do I, what am I doing right now? Like if you don't have a plan, you're literally just going to like put the, have everything ready and you're just going to be like, <laughs> like writer's block. You know <laughs> yeah. What I mean? You're like, like, wait, what do I do now? So definitely have stuff written down pre, pre to filming. Like I would do it a separate time, like do a half an hour on Sunday and say you're going to film on Wednesday. That way you have like a list ready. You're thinking of it. If you're like in your business and you're doing stuff, you're like thinking like, oh wait, this would be great content. Like start to like think in that way, right? Like think about your day-to-day -day life. What's something that happens that's cool that you can talk about or what's something that you see that like, oh, I want to share that because that's something that I really like was a game changer for me. Like start thinking in that way of like, if you would tell your best friend something about your business and they don't care at all, but you just want to tell them because it's like, something cool that happened, you want to be sharing that on, on, on social media as well. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. So again, guys, like this is, it can sound overwhelming, right? But if you just chunk it down and you create systems around it, just like everything else we do in this business, it's like, okay, I know I need to batch X amount of videos for the next 30 days or however you want to set it up, go through and just write down a bunch of ideas. Like what are some objections? If you're growing a, a business, what are some of the objections that people are having, right? Write all those down. How can I create videos to address all those objections? How can I share the wins that we've had? How can I share my expertise or some cool tip that might most people won't know about, right? Like all of those things and then just be disciplined, set yourself up, record those and then get them uploaded. And then ideally, when you get to a certain stage, like the sooner the better, you can outsource that stuff to somebody like Danny or another editor to just like take that off your plate. But these are the these are the Starting key things points. that are th these are the key things that are going to help you grow your business, right? Yeah. Like it's marketing 101. Like this is the new age of marketing, right? Like back in the yeah. day, you had to print out flyers and pay for TV ads and all this stuff. Like you can do all this stuff yourself for free on an iPhone or yeah. whatever phone you got. The last thing I want to touch on, because I know it's going to be viewed by a lot of like business, like focused people. The thing with social media is at the end of the day, it's social media. It's not business media. People didn't originally go on Instagram and YouTube and all these things to like find a business that they could spend money on. It's just not the way people are thinking most of the time, right? And a lot of the times you'll come across a Instagram profile or a YouTube channel or whatever that you can just tell is like, I am business. Like you don't want to be that. You don't want to look like a business. You want to look like someone who's like giving value and relating to people. And then at the back end, once people are like interested in what you're doing and trusting you, then they'll ask for the sale. 
it's a different mindset with social media. Like we were just joking about it like a little bit ago, like always be closing. You don't want to be always be closing on social media or you're going to close no one. Like, like if you're always asking for a sale, if you're always telling people to go to your website, if you're always telling people to like check out this new, you know, dope course you released, you're not going to get anyone to do like to go there wherever you want to go. By the way you're going to make that happen, the way you're actually going to close people is by just giving value. I mean, Gary Vee talked about this for years before it even came popular. Like give value nonstop once in a while, put something out there that you want people to check out. But other than that, the leads are going to naturally come to you and your DMs, the DMs are where sales happen. Like you're not just going to get people to go to your website and buy a bunch of crap. You're going to get people DMing you questions. You're going to give them value, answer their questions, engage with them. And they're going to be like, you know what? I wasn't even interested in what you were doing before, but now, hey, do you have a course for this? Like, or do you have some sort of education for this? Do you have somewhere I can go to learn more about this? That's where you go. Hey, yeah, I do. Here you go. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. So again, you can leverage this to get direct bookings for guests, right? Providing content around the like, experiences your of your property. properties, yeah. right? Like, hey, how can I book this place, right? Yeah. You can leverage it to- Can you do this with my house? Like, yeah. <laughs> you can leverage it to grow your portfolio. Mm-hmm. And you can leverage it to just grow your influence in the business. Because I promise you, once you become a person of influence, leads just start to flow to you like crazy, right? Like yeah. once once people start to relate to you and they're like, hey, this guy's pretty cool. Like, or this girl, this woman's amazing. Like she's providing all this amazing value. Like I'd love to work with them, right? And then it, it's more of a long game, mm-hmm. but it's, in my opinion, it's one of the most sustainable ways to build a business. Like don't try and go for the quick buck, add value, build genuine relationships with people. And then the, the fruit of that will follow, right? So it's like, don't put the cart before the horse. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely certain platforms that take a longer time than others too. Like short form video content platforms, like you're going to see some decent growth fast. And especially right now, if you are if you get on it. Um, but like things like YouTube, like those longer form like channels, they're going to be YouTube. YouTube specifically is like a long game. Like when I, when I, when I talk to new clients, it's like, yeah, we should see some results in 90 days with Instagram, with TikTok, that kind of stuff. But with like YouTube, it's like, all right, you got a few years to get dedicated because that's that's the reality. So yeah, it's gonna it's gonna take time. Um, the more, like I said, you're consistent with it, and the more you just like grow your knowledge, like start to look into how you can make your content better. What's you know what's popular? What's what can you do to t- like take your stuff to the next level once you're seeing that success? And always kind of be like pushing for more as as things come, like we've done kind of currently, like obviously before we were just starting off things, but now that we've had success, it's like, I'm out here again and we're getting more stuff done because we've seen the benefits from it. So wait till you see that come before you really, really invest and really like take that big step, but take those initial steps first because it's going to turn into something. And then when you start seeing that those people come in, seeing the money come in, then it's going to be like, all right, let's, let's take this to the next level. hundred percent, hundred percent. Well, Danny, as always, I appreciate you. We have a lot of fun and uh, make some cool content. So before we wrap up, where can the listeners learn more about you and all the cool stuff you got going on and uh, how to get in touch with you? Yeah. If you want to get more to know me personally, um, all my social media is Danny Mabley. So D-A-N-N-Y-M-A-B as in Bob, L-E-Y. So many people say like, oh, Madly? No. Maybe. Other than that though, my personal like business page is uh, I to Life Digital. So like your I to life. So bringing what you see to life. Uh, E-Y-E to life digital on on uh, Instagram. Love it, man. Yeah. So I'm not going to ask you what your number one secret to success with short-term rentals is because you're not doing <laughs> that. But from growing a business and yeah. let's come at it from that angle. What do you think your number one secret to success is with growing a business? Mm-hmm. For me, it's honestly always been about 
just keeping things very personable, like with my stuff as well as the people that I work with. Like, you know, like you said, like you just said, when I come out here, we have a fun time. Like, yes, we're getting work done first, but second, like I want to make the process as enjoyable for people as possible. Like people are nervous. People are anxious when cameras show up, right? So like when I've approached the way I do business and and the way I work with people, it may not be the most best business decision, but I'm a people person first. So like I always focus on making the personal connection as enjoyable as possible. And then that turns into good business. Love it. Well, Danny, appreciate you, buddy. Appreciate you too, man. All right, guys. All right. Hope you enjoyed this episode and we will talk to you guys soon. Hey, STR Nation, if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. And in the comments, let us know what topics you want us to cover on upcoming episodes. And we'll make sure to get that in the books for you. And if you really want to learn how to launch, automate, and scale your short-term rental business, if you want to go deeper, then check out our free masterclass at strsecrets.com.